Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paula Jamis. And Paul, I'm going to start it off, Jack. You're How are start you it doing? Off? How am I doing? <laughs> Vacation. All I ever wanted. Vacation. Had to get away. Vacation. Meant to be spent alone. That's what's on my brain, because next week I'm getting that out of here. Yeah, 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 you are. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be gone part of this week, so I've I've yeah, got a little yeah. bit of the same thing. Mine I think I've got a not quite as an enjoyable environment that I'll be in. It's gonna be a little hot and humid where I'm at, but yeah, you get to go watch like a gazillion softball games. Yeah, yeah, we got a 51 team tournament that we're gonna be in in Arkansas. Woo! So yeah, it's a big one. Woo! I, however, am fleeing the heat and going up to Michigan and going to sit on a lake all week and do. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I think I would take yours over mine. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at the average temp up there. 71. Yeah. It's not quite the same where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get a hold of us, you're going to hit us up on Twitter. That's uh, Jack or Paul at underscore CTSP. So Jack underscore CTSP and Paul underscore CTSP. You can email us at technical service at carbline.com. We're going to get into it. This one comes highly requested after our sales conference. It sure does. And, you know, I want to give a shout out to all the guys and ladies that I got to talk to and meet at the uh, sales conference we had two weeks ago now, I guess. Um, It was a really good show. And this was one of the or three of the products that we highlighted in the show, kind of a technology. And we put it in a category we called hidden gems. And it was some products that not a lot of the sales force either knew about or knew how to sell or knew what to do with. But they really have a unique place in the market. So we brought it to them. We gave put together a presentation and said, hey, look at these products for once in a while. And uh, we're going to give you a little follow-up to that right now. Well, it's one of those things where the technology years ago, you know, everything's circular. So the, the technology and the application method had kind of faded away because people were looking to get away from the way you apply these products. But more and more nowadays turnaround time has become more important and the application time and procedure people are getting more accustomed to it because it's more commonplace it really is and this is you know we're seeing a lot of concrete in you know in plants and in structures today there's a lot of people who know how to work it they're comfortable working with it they understand it and so that's kind of what this this technology plays on it's a simple one or two step process using a product that is concrete like And giving those kinds of performance properties, it really expands it because it matches the properties of concrete when it's dry. So if you haven't figured it out, we're going to talk about polymer concretes today. Specifically within Carboline, those are the Simstone 300, 305, and 884. They're all similar in nature. However, the resin technology varies from product to product. So when we look at these, the Simstone 300, it's our standard amine-cured epoxy. If you look at our other ones, it would be similar to secondary containment, like a Semstone 140, or in our tank linings, the Plasite 4500S. It's that same kind of 100% solids, standard cured epoxies. So this is the cementitious version of a workhorse, chemical-resistant, 100% solids epoxy. It sure is. Now, the other one that we're looking at, the Semstone 305... That's going to be similar. That's the Novolac epoxy. That's going to be similar to like the Semstone 145 or the Plasite 4550S. Being the Novolac, we get some improved chemical resistance with those and a little different in our temperature resistance that we have. 
So the thing to remember about these two products is they're cementitious in nature. So that means they're concrete. So we're now talking about using screed boxes and trowels instead of spray guns. But the great thing about that is, is you're going wet on wet into your primer and you are basically a one-step system. I mean, yes, the primer is another step, but you do it all at the same time, almost kind of like stripe coating. You are going wet on wet and you are getting your system down quickly and having uh, returning to service in about 24 hours. It really is. It's a process that when we look at an AFRC system, which is something similar to this would be compared to, we're looking at a process that's that's six or seven steps long of applying a primer, applying a base coat, applying a fabric, another layer of coating, broadcasting into it, you know, vacuuming and cleaning. And then applying your seal coat. Well, when we look at a product like these uh, Semstone 300 or 305, that's really, it's a, it's a one-step process. We put down the primer while it's wet, we apply the top coat. And we've eliminated days of, of labor. Well, sure, because when you use those 100% solids, reinforced, more traditional coatings, you have a 12-hour recoat involved in every step along the way, and there's about six steps. So with the polymer concretes, you're getting that all in one step and more so than even the reinforced systems with polymer concretes now you're going to have physical properties similar to concrete you know we use coatings all the time to protect concrete however concrete is significantly stronger than most coating it really is and especially when you're looking at something that's going to have heavy abrasion heavy impacts constant traffic you know when we're looking at things like you know bulldozers or or you know, uh, front end loaders that are going to be going across, picking up stuff, moving commodities back and forth. These are the kinds of coatings you want. You don't want something that's going to be, even though a AFRC system may be 125 mils, there's a wear layer that's on top that's probably only about 20 mils thick. Absolutely. It won't take long to wear through that. But when we're talking about these polymer concretes, we're looking at systems that, you know, they can be four inches or more thick. So you've real, and it's continuous all the way through. And that's really the key with these is there is no layer that's different. So as it wears, you're going to get a full two, three, four inches of wear, not just in the top 20 mils. Another great point about these products is when we talk about thermal expansion, because they are concrete cementitious by nature, their thermal expansion rates are significantly closer to concrete than those of traditional coatings. So if you were to have a hot solution in your containment, hit the 300, 305, it's going to handle it a lot better than your standard coating system. So some of the things that you want to think about with these is when you're working them, like Jack said, you're going to be trialing, you're going to be using screed boxes. All of those are the standard concrete methods. You can also, though, since these are structural, these can be used to rebuild structural pieces of your of your network. So if you've got the legs of a tank that are sitting on a pedestal, that pedestal's been you know deteriorated over time, you can build a form and pour these back into it and restructure that entire thing and have it be part of a single monolithic coating system that works through your whole containment area. We've actually rebuilt the walls of containment areas with these products. It sure is. You can go all the way back into, you know, once you, you start showing the rebar, you know, you can get back in it, you clean it, you remove all the deteriorated concrete, build a form around it and pour this stuff back in. And one product that is similar but slightly adjacent to these products is the Simstone 884. That product is now a vinyl ester polymer concrete, and this is a truly unique te technology. And Jack, it is also a Novolac vinyl ester. Yes, so it's extremely chemical resistant concrete. 
This is the one for when you've got, you know, those concentrated nitric acids or those mineral acids that really nothing else works for, you know, it's, it's the vinyl esters that you have to go to. And then the other Carboline product lines, you know, we're looking at the Semstone 870. We're looking at the Plasite 4300 series. Those are the kinds of tank linings that we would be using or secondary containment. And this is going to be the same thing. A Semstone 870 system, an AFRC system, it's still going to be six or seven steps. And we can do this in the 884 with a, a two-step wet-on-wet process. Just like the 300, 305, the 884 saves you time and money. All throughout coding history, history, longer than 19 years, maybe, you know, as long as coatings have been around. One of the things as we were, as we were giving this presentation, kind of a, a little thing that popped into my head as we were doing it. I told somebody, I said, really, when the product like this, we're selling time in a red bucket. These kinds of products that are going to cut days off of an install process. You know, that's the one thing that in the world we can't make more of. We can't make more time. In order to do the most we can with the limited amount of time we have, we want to find these kinds of solutions that give us those edges that say, I can build all this extra thickness. My return to service time is really fast, and it's going to save all that. Now, when you look at the price in the bucket, these are a little more expensive than the other systems. But when you factor in the minimal amount of steps, how fast you can get back into service, we're giving you all that time back. And, and yet, I did say giving it back to you, but, but we want to sell it back to you. Well, let's, let's not forget, though, this is not just giving you back time, but it's superior performance as well. The, the thing to remember about these products, about polymer concretes, and this is universal, they're tougher, they're stronger, abrasion resistance, your um, impact resistance from mechanical damage, your thermal shock resistance, all of these features are significantly better with these polymer concretes than it would be with a traditional coating. I'm not saying the traditional coating is bad. We've used those for years and they do an outstanding job. A lot of times, you know, polymer concretes might not be reasonable to install due to your installer, due to your cost, but all of these features are enhanced when you use the polymer concrete. Yeah, and Jack, that's a good point that you brought up that it's not always the right product because an important thing to remember with these, in all three of these, one half inch is the minimum thickness that you can apply these. You can't trowel them smooth. There's no feathered edges. You have to have a hard edge. You have to saw cut or have a chamfer to finish an edge because if you get below a half an edge, they're just going to crack and spall and then your coating's not giving you the protection you need. The, you don't always have the ability to put a half inch of coating in, into your space. So that's when you really need to still continue to look at traditional epoxy and, and Novolac coatings. The ideal, the sweet spot, if you will, for these products is any containment areas that are severely degraded already. So when you're going to have to restructure before you would put your traditional secondary containment system in, why restructure and do that? Just restructure with these products and be done. And the other real key to look at is a place that has excessive wear and abrasion. That probably led to a de degraded concrete structure to begin with as well. But in areas where you have constant traffic back and forth, it's not just a chemical loading dock where you have a truck pull in a couple times a day. We're talking about areas with front end loaders or backhoes driving back and forth hundreds of times a day, scooping stuff up off of the ground. Those are the kinds of areas that we're looking for is something that needs that extra uniform abrasion resistance in it. You kind of hit on one of my favorites there, and you didn't even know it, and I think this is a good way to wrap up the episode, is that, yes, 
front loaders, heavy machinery can be in secondary containment. A lot of times people will call in for a secondary containment recommendation and I'll ask, is there vehicular traffic in the area? And they'll be, no, it's, it's secondary containment. Well, guess what? Sometimes there's heavy chemicals in secondary containment or big chemicals in secondary containment that have to be moved with these heavy front end loaders and such. They do exist. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times one of the, the, the story that came to my mind was the one, you know, it was a byproduct and, and they had to move it and get it out. You know, so as they were doing their chemical process, this had just accumulated in a storage warehouse and it was a solid. And it had to be lifted out and put into trucks and loaded. And it was just all day long they were moving this material. And it, it was something that was aggressive to the concrete, really degraded the concrete. And the Semstone 884 came in and did a fantastic job of, of solving that chemical problem that they had. All right. Well, that does it for polymer concretes today. And uh, Paul, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. The happy birthday didn't go over so well. <laughs> Are, are you surprised? Well, I mean, I kind of did it to prove that I'm a, you know, a jack. <laughs> and then, you know, that, that word that you could add to the end of my name. Your parents knew what they were doing, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, so the I didn't have to sleep on the couch or anything like that. But I did get called a few choice words after <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the last episode. So moral of the story, remember your wife's birthday when you have a podcast that releases on her birthday. And then a month later, don't be a jerk about it. <laughs> I guess that's a small audience there, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs>